Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and special guest Ian Stanley, a $100 million marketer, also known as Lai Topaz, Muscle Funson, and Tiny Robbins, share four fatal mistakes most freelancers make when reaching out to potential clients that could completely kill the chances of landing dream gigs and charging higher rates. Make sure you listen to the very end because these powerful insights could save you a lot of trouble and set you on the right path to exponential growth as a freelancer. By the way, if you want to be the next person featured in an episode of The Road to a Billion, you can do so by joining Stefan's email list. You'll get the registration link for future shows, plus a lot of other updates you won't find anywhere else. Just go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com slash subscribe. S-T-E. F-A-N, Paul, Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I dot com. And make sure you hit the subscribe button now so you get notified about new episodes the moment they're released. Enjoy. The first person we have up is Kimmy Do, And she, do. She, always, she always asks the best questions. So she asks, also, I need co-host, Stefan. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. On it. Every time. So, <laughs> so Kimmy asks, what are the biggest mistakes when reaching out to clients? That's a good Hi, first Kim. question. What's up, Kimmy? Great What's question. What's up? Hi, Ian. Hi, Ed. How are you doing? Hello. Great. Awesome. Yeah. So yes. I'm wondering... Like, what are the biggest mistakes you've seen when reaching out to clients? For sure. Um, Ian, you want me to go first or you want to go? If you've got something lined up, I've got something. So it's up to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can go first because you're a special yeah, guest. So my biggest thing, my biggest thing for sure is, is generic reach outs. I can tell you within 10 seconds, I, that's a lie. Within three seconds, if this is a generic reach out, if I if I open up my email right now because my email is attached to my Instagram account, and because once you get to a certain amount of followers, you basically just get you know bombarded with people reaching out to you. And I, I'll give you a couple examples of sort of the difference of of what can happen. Is I I mean all, every day I don't even read all these message requests of people like. Hey, get the blue badge. Hey, we can grow your Instagram. Hey, it's just the same bullshit. I had one guy who goes, Hey man, I looked at your account. I love your videos. You know, super good stuff. I'd love to help you grow your account. And I went, okay, what I said, what's your, what's your favorite video? And it takes a little bit. He's like, I like that one where you were on a boat. And I was like, Oh yeah. What was your favorite line from that video? What made you laugh most about that? 
And then, you know, he's sitting like, God damn, now I'm supposed to go actually watch this guy's stuff. Yes, you are. The difference between the people who succeed and the ones that aren't is these three minute, the willingness to do three minutes of research on a client. If your average client's worth a thousand, five thousand, ten, fifty thousand dollars, it's worth the three minutes to actually get to know the person. And so what I see all the time are these generic reach outs and they go, oh, well, I changed the name. I don't give a shit if you said my name. You can find my name anywhere. Actually take a minute. You can have a templated close, right? Of like, this is what I do for people, da, 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 da. But actually taking the first three to five sentences to write something genuinely personal to that person about like, hey, I saw this on your site. I really like this part about what you said about this. And, you know, I also have six kids and a wolf dog or whatever, you know, obviously don't, I'm not saying lie to people about whatever, but if you see something that you guys have in common, it's like you put that in like a, by the way, I, you know, I see that you live in California. I grew up in Thousand Oaks, but, uh, just these little things that make you a person. And that, cause what a lot of us are looking for is now Stefan and I have become people that hire freelancers and people we look for, is this a real person? Do they have the work, the willingness to just send something actually personal? I had one guy on Instagram who sent me a video and he was like, yo, Ian, you know, check out stuff, made me laugh a lot, like really great stuff, but about, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And then, Hey, this is what I do. I help people with this. If you're interested at all, let me know. If not, no worries. I have responded to him because he took the time to record a 30 second video that actually showed that he did research. And now did that take him three to five minutes instead of 10 seconds? Was it automated? No but he's 10 times more likely to get the client than these other people. Um, and the other thing, this is a really bad experience I recently had that I, that I think is really worth sharing. I had this guy, he reached out to our support and he was like, Hey, you know, congratulations on getting 15,000 followers on Facebook. Like, that's awesome. Which also that was like a long time. It's like, okay. And then he's like, you know, I love your products and stuff. Uh, I recently helped a guy launch. Uh, we did a launch together and we did 196,000 in a week. I have, you know, 64,000 followers on YouTube. I'd love to talk to you about how maybe we could do something together. Now, I thought, okay, this seems real. This guy just did, and I'm thinking he did like a launch with this dude where they did like a JV and they did 196,000. He's got all these followers. Okay, I'll, I'll bite. So set up a call with him, which like went back and forth and he was in, you know, Europe. So it was eight hours ahead and I, I broke my normal rule. I don't do calls before like 10 or 11 a.m. That's like the absolute earliest. I did a call at 8 a.m. to make it work. His assistant is the one on the call. She's there. And then as she's talking to me, she does She starts, She starts. does all this small talk. I have no idea why I'm on the call or, what the, or who she is or what's going on. And then I look at his YouTube account. He's got 64,000 followers, but each video has like 200 views, which means that it's all bullshit subscribers. And his this launch he did was nine months ago with somebody else's list. And I was like, I told her, I was like, I don't mean to be rude to you, but I, if somebody's going to talk to me, I'm not going to talk to their assistant when I don't know this person and they haven't demonstrated any value or given me anything. I said, this leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. And I would recommend that you guys change the way you're doing things. Cause if you're, if you're low, if you're not as far along as the person you're trying to get in contact with, you do not send an assistant to vet that person. You show the fuck up and you do the call yourself. And I was like, it was a really good example, though, of how to not do things. So don't lie to people and give them all this false stuff. And if your last success was 10 months ago, don't say, I just had this thing happen. It's like, 
Jesus, what do you like? This is it was all basically bullshit. And but if you take a lesson from his uh, from his message to me, there was something personal that he used. He then demonstrated social proof through his following and what he had done uh, and then made it seem like we could work together on something. And so he actually did a good job with that. But then, you know, terrible follow up and execution um, on the actual sort of thing that he had said. Yeah, those are awesome answers. And I was going to yeah, mention follow-up as well, because it's something we talk about a lot. We have a really good case study in Freelancer Freedom, the course that we just dropped today, uh, where I'm showing what to do and what not to do. It's an example of somebody who yeah. did a really good job of following up with me and then completely dropped the ball in a, in a different way than what Ian just said, but, um, but it's pretty staggering. So continuing to follow up just today. Um, who was it today who... Uh, Somebody uh, had been hitting me up to try and get me to test these email creatives. Oh yeah, Sumama, um, S-U-M-A-M-A. He's emailed me like ten times. The last time was ten days ago, but it had been on my mind. So then today I hooked him up with um, somebody from our team and like uh, was like, hey, can you go through these and check them out? And if they're good, we'll test them or whatever. And it had been in my mind to do it. I just didn't like. He literally had to follow up like 10 times with me. And finally, I was like, oh, man, I really got to respond to this guy. Uh, I, I will say this, too. I teach that strategy, right? Reach out to people and provide value in advance, and you should. But, like, I'm not the best target for it. I get hit up with this so freaking much. I know I just it's an example of me doing it. But you have to understand, if I'm the one teaching the strategy, like, so many people are hitting me up about this um, that, like, and I don't, I don't actually control the copy for most of my offers. Like, I mean, I write stuff and I look over it, but, like, I'm not actually the right person. So just say uh, a friendly kind of notice that like, I'm not going to be the best, the most responsive person, but I literally hear from people constantly um, who got wins by doing that strategy. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll quickly just say on that note, a shout out to actually Sean Mabry, who's on the call. He, he's gone through my, the exponential income skills stuff. And he then like sent these videos to us to look at and these emails and stuff. And I just, if there's one thing you do, it's, it's stand out and be different and be willing to take a risk. I know Jake blue who just came to my house on Tuesday for a private consulting day. He sent 33 DMS to someone before he got them to respond. And now he's working with them. Like that's persistence. And that's what I actually, Stephanie, you haven't seen this yet, but in the, the sales page that we're going to put up tomorrow for the close, but I said, I think this one module on follow-up is worth a thousand dollars itself because it's the difference. Follow-up is the difference between, making zero dollars or thousands a month. And it's the difference between 5k a month and 15 or 20k a month. Because the reality is people like Stefan and I who are hiring these people, we don't not want to respond to you. And we may even be reading your stuff. But I just may be in the middle of something, I may get a phone call, I may get a text, I may just look at it and forget to respond. And honestly, what I really want is I don't want to respond to your first message, not out of an ego thing, or I'm better than that. But I want to see if you have the, you know, the, the, the drive to reach out again. And again, that's the person I want to hire is the Did it just yeah. come up for me? Oh yeah, you're back. Yeah, it just cut out for us. It's when my phone's connected, I got to disconnect the Bluetooth from this, but basically um, that just that simple act of, of demonstrating that you're willing to follow up separates you from almost everyone. But the thing I was going to say about what Sean's done, Take a risk and really, really stand. And, oh, Sean, that's awesome. I didn't know that. He just started working with a new client from one of these videos. He has, like, his hair in, a, in like, a towel 
tied up and he's like talking about all this crazy stuff and his subject lines and things are just like wild like take a risk it's better to hear no than to hear nothing at all and you you know be willing to do it so even to Stefan and if you do the same cookie cutter shit yeah you're not going to stand out so focus on you know it's better to be different than it is to be better and it's easier to be different than it is to be better and the number one rule of all marketing in my opinion is don't be boring don't be another me too product don't be another me too, you know, person sending out the same Instagram growth giveaway thing that I've seen 65 times. Yeah. Um, so Kaisha said, does anyone else feel like being persistent will come across as annoying? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way, but it is something you kind of have to just get past. Uh, like it, it's, it's, it's totally a mental hangup on, on your end and it's understandable. But at the end of the day, people who are busy, like, like seeing fall, does that mean that nobody will ever get annoyed by you? No, for sure. Some people will get annoyed by you, but like, who cares? It's at the end of the day, it's like a numbers game. It's like a reach out game. It's proving it. It's just like with anything with sales, right? Like if you, any sales organization, like the reason they make you dial a hundred people or 200 people and those jobs suck, right? But you have to, it's, it's a number, at the end of the day, somebody actually says, yes. I mean, anyone who's ever mm -hmm. done sales has noticed the exact, that, that exact thing. They talk about it in like the dating world, right? It's like a numbers game. I mean, for whatever, but like same thing with, with, with all of this, you just have to be okay of kind of pounding the, the pavement a little bit and really just uh, yeah. being comfortable there. And it's, and it's their own triggering. You got to understand too, they're dealing with somebody may respond back to you like a total asshole. And if you were to talk to them again, they would say, well, actually I got your email right after my wife yelled at me and I took it out on you. This is extremely yeah. common for almost everyone. Um, but beyond that, the cool thing is, is this is something to understand too, is you may have to be super persistent early on in your career, but that stops having to be a part of what you do to that degree for persistence for Stefan and I now it might be, Hey man, just wanted to circle back on this. See if you still wanted to do it. Yeah. And you do that once or twice. It's a reminder. Whereas when you're starting out, you know, it may be, you may be willing to send 10 messages and it may be annoying to someone. But to that same person who it's annoying, there's another business owner who goes, I'm hiring you only because you sent me 10 messages. That's why I'm hiring you. Like that's, that is the trick early on is who wants it more. And, and it's, it is similar to dating John where they, the reality is for most guys that are trying to, you know, go and just talk to enough girls that, you know, Oh, one of them will say yes. And like, you know, I haven't been single for a while, but I used to teach dating. That was my first business was teaching dating boot camps and, when you get into a certain place in your life and you like your, really what it comes down to is loving yourself, you actually, it stops being a numbers game and it starts being pretty much everyone you meet would like to be with you. And that may sound super arrogant as that came across, but also if you don't believe that, what's the point? I remember when I was teaching dating stuff, my buddy goes, uh, do you think that just any girl you meet, you, you could be with? And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, whether it's true or not, it's unimportant. It just matters that I believe that because it ends up creating that reality. And when you believe that about yourself as a copywriter, a lot of this stuff as a freelancer comes down to your own self-worth. Do you feel worthy of high of charging high rates? Do you feel worthy of um, of these things? By the way, Stefan, I have a bonus to add to freelancer freedom that I didn't tell you about. I created a new meditation on Tuesday for how to charge higher prices because the most the biggest issue for people charging higher prices is not that they aren't worth it. It's that they don't feel worthy. And so you have yeah. to shift your own internal environment so that you feel worthy of those prices. So I created this new meditation that um, helps shift that inside of you to improve your self-worth 
around charging more. So I want to add that in as a, that'll be a bonus for the product that's not on the sales page or anything. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. And it's funny because another thing I wrote down was um, confidence, right? But like, then you really expounded upon what that, what that looks like. One more, one more kind of quick thing on this and then we'll, we will tackle some more questions, of course. Um, but about differentiating yourself or setting yourself apart. So going back to how I'm hiring executive assistants and I did these uh, Zoom interviews and then scheduled in-persons and for one of the candidates only so far at the end of the, the Zoom interview, she was like, uh, you know, do you want to give me some kind of like test assignment between now and when we do the in-person? And I was like, oh yeah, like that's a good idea. I should probably do that. She's like, yeah. She's like, well, you want to, you're moving into a new office and you want to like, you know, get it all furnished and decked out. Right. And I was like, yeah, she's like, so why don't you just sort of, you know, give that to me as an assignment, give me like the info on the office and I can go through and kind of like, look at some design concepts, price things out for you and show you um, what it would look like. And I said, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. So then I did, I shot her like a loom video where I showed a, uh, like the pictures of the, uh, of the empty office and they had like a little 3d tour. So I kind of showed the different rooms, talked about what I wanted, gave her a ballpark budget. I was like, obviously, you know, we, we probably can't just do this virtually. We'll have to do like a walkthrough, whatever. And then within like 24 hours, like right now, like, like the next afternoon, I got a video from her. A couple of cool things. First of all, it was a loom video. She's like, this is the same one who's 22, right? She's like, Oh, I've never used loom before, but I saw you used it. So I just got it and so I used it too. So it'd be easy for you since you already, you know, work with loom. I was like, great. Then she's like Evernote. She's like, I've never used Evernote before, but I wanted to kind of challenge myself. So I organized my stuff in Evernote. And then she literally hand drew or drew on her iPad or her tablet, like the blueprint of the office and then like upload to Evernote. And she went through and she had like the furnishings for every room, different concepts, images, pulled all these different options, had them priced out, had different design concepts, like had it mapped out to where I could see this whole office as this incredible thing. And like she did all of that like on Wednesday night and she had her or Tuesday night and had her in person yesterday. And then the other candidate who I had the in person yesterday was really great as well. I mean, who knows? They may watch this video. So they both were excellent. But the fact that the one candidate went through and did all that extra stuff. And like, I don't know how long it took her an hour or two, but the job pays like 30 an hour to start and will pay more. And it's like, it's hard for me not to hire the one who did that extra work, but she created that opportunity for herself. Right. Cause she was like, what can I do before this interview? Um, you know, like give me a task. And then she provided this crazy value. So it's really hard for me. Like I already know what working with her is going to be like, because she already like answered an objection for me by doing that. But that was a really cool, unique and intelligent thing she did. So I just wanted to share that with people because I thought it was so smart. It's feelings in advance, right? Can you create the feelings that you want the person to experience before they actually buy something? So can you send them a three minute video going over their sales page saying, and you do this compliment sandwich thing, which we talk about more in depth in the, in the workshop. Um, is basically you're like, hey, I really like this part of the sales page. I think this part needs work. Here's what I would change. And I also like this part. So they get this nice comment, then they get the sort of harsher truth, and then they get another compliment, and then they feel good walking away from it. Um, and that, that works really well. But you're creating that feeling in advance of like, oh, this person does know what they're talking about. They just gave me a button. And you're like, go ahead and change this and use this for free. You know, but if you want to hire me and, and have me rewrite the whole thing and make it better, then, you know, let me know. But that's a total differentiator of demonstrating those feelings in advance. They get this feeling of like, oh, man, this person really knows what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. So I want to go to more, answer more questions. So let, let's take a, a second here. We obviously, we, we kind of riffed on this a while, but I think it's a really 
a, a topic we're both really passionate People about. People are loving this. We're getting a I ton know. of great comments. 100%. No, it's, it's awesome. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.